Hey y'all, welcome to the Heart of the Podcast with MSTC. I'm Mel. I'm George. And I'm Joseph. And I'm Nick. We have a special guest for you today. Uh, I'm going to let George introduce our special guest. Cool, I feel special now for introducing the special guest. Uh, but yeah, today we have uh, one of my favorite just uh, YouTubers. I'm not even going to call him a Yu-Gi-Tuber, um, but just YouTubers. Uh, Ruxin34, or Ruxin, or Rux. That's what I've been calling him recently. What's going on, buddy? Uh, not much. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited. Uh, I like that. I like that. I had three different names. That's yeah, that's pretty clutch. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna start the way that we start with every guest. Uh, Ruxin, your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card and your favorite memory of Yu-Gi-Oh. My favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card is the Millennium Shield from McDonald's Pack One. Ooh, oh like yes. That. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yes. Fair I enough. have a oh, fake yeah. giant card uh, in my room, so it's it's not real, unfortunately, because I don't think they ever made a real giant card for Millennium Shield. But I have one that looks like a real one, so it's pretty cool. Okay, I like that. I like okay. that. That is a classy answer. I like. Is there that. more yeah. Millennium items in cards as cards? No. Uh, right? Is I there? Think, I don't think so. I think it was just the Millennium Shield. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't think of any. <laughs> and is that yeah. even in the show? <laughs> no, it's not in the show. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. It was I in Duelist, Duel, It was in season one. Yeah, it's kind of a weird card to like have been like the headline of the McDonald's. Pro- I don't know why they chose Cosmo Queen and Millennium Shield. Uh, you got like, me. It, it's weird, but at the time, I thought they were awesome. So I guess yeah. Cosmo Queen's cool. Yeah, love that. Honestly, card. I, that is a good answer. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one I've kind of stuck with. Because uh, like you can't, you get asked, you know, I get asked all the time what my favorite card is. So. I kind of just have like I've had that answer for a long time, and it's because mm-hmm. I pulled one back in the day when I was a kid. Oh uh, yeah, and it's like you just can't change that answer; you just got to stick with it at this point. Right. So Millennium Shield will always be number one. Okay, Fair enough. okay, yeah. I like that. And then your favorite memory? I guess the memory would probably be the same thing, like when I actually pulled that one. Uh, because I I have a terrible memory, so my time in Yu Gi Oh back in the day is all jumbled up and probably inaccurate for the most part but mm. i do remember pulling the the shield i don't remember if it was my first card or not but i feel like it was and i think that's kind of how i got into it i got the little the little thing that told you the whole set and i was like oh look at all these guys they look sweet right. uh because it was like a 30 card set or whatever and i think that's where it all started but i could be wrong about that but i do know that i did pull the shield and it was one of my favorite cards, or it is my favorite card but at that time it was one of my favorite cards and now it's become my favorite card Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. That, is, that is such a cool answer. Yeah, no. I, I do feel you, like no, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Do you, do you feel like that that card is like what sparked your um you pe- Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, my YouTube or my or my Your inter- interest, just interesting cards in general, really. I think it was because uh it was like, you know, like you could look at the set and you saw there's like two ultra rares and I like mm. pulled one of them and I was like and then, of course, like it has the hollow, it has the gold lettering, which mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you don't really know what's good. But then you're like, wait, this one looks different than these other ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, yeah. Right. The shiny, so the shiny this seems important ones. and it looks awesome. It also had 3000. Unfortunately, it was on the defense, not the offense, mm-hmm. but right. uh, <laughs> the attack, I should say. But uh, yeah, so when I pulled that, I was like, OK, I think I. I'm trying like to piece together what really happened because I can't really remember. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure what happened was I pulled that and then I'm like, I want to find out more about this. And I know my friends were into it. So maybe I showed them and they were like, yeah, you can get packs or whatever. And that's probably where it started. Mm-hmm. I like that word. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all, you know, what's funny is um, all of us here are um, kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, old heads. We've been playing for a while or at least interested and uh, I love answers, Ruxin, that are like yours, where they're related to when you were young, because for no reason at all, I just really like Trihorn Dragon. And the reason yeah. is because there's, there was this shop when I was growing up, and um, I was coming home from school one day, and my mom, bless her soul, she was a nurse, so she was always so tired. She woke up at like 4.30 a.m., right? And one day I'm like, Mom, please, I just want to stop at the card store. And, you know, nine times out of ten, she was like, absolutely not. But this one day she was like, you know what? Fine. If it'll shut you up for at least a month, we'll go. <laughs> and uh, we went and he had, um, I don't even know how to describe it. You know those machines where you put like four quarters in the oh, bottom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so he had, he was like, look, the cards that come out are random. But the one he had on display was a, a secret rare trihorn dragon. And I was like, dude, this is the coolest thing in the whole world and um 
you know, I never got a Trihorn Dragon, but just because I have a very clear memory of like yeah. being fascinated that by that the, card. That was the chase back then. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, and, and I was like, this is it, dude. So if they ever retrain Trihorn Dragon, uh, I probably won't play it. But we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Elemental Hero Trihorn Dragon? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that makes sense. That's <laughs> definitely not a fan made card or anything. I'm, I'm, I, I looked it up real quick because, at, you know, for the time it was, it was an LOB version. It's only ten bucks. I might yeah, have to pick one up. Well, you know they are reprinting Legend of Blue Eyes soon, so maybe yeah, that'll right. be your chance to pull one. Oh, I I am going to buy at least at least at least two to three boxes of that for sure. But you not have a chance day. to get it then, because there's only like two secrets in there. So yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was me with Serpent Knight Dragon, mainly because I think that's a really sweet name, and oh. I thought the art was so cool. The and art then... is good on that card. Yeah, it's, I love it. Oh, love that that card that card has a. I... Uh fantastic right yeah. it's definitely yeah. one of those guys that got uh it got screwed a little bit being 2350 like yeah. you can't even i mean it's just so bad like it's like guy of the fierce knight you know 2300 right. like that guy was iconic in the show but he's just awful like two tributes for 2300 <laughs> like that, mm -hmm. you couldn't even play that in the first format ever like that's no. how bad he was yeah he's weaker I, than red eyes who's the I, worst of the protagonist yeah. stuff well, okay well okay all right hold on first of all how dare you second even though you're right um secondly yeah, no, Serpent Serpent Night Dragon is is rad. I I've heard that as um what's it called? Uh, our fan base typically has a uh, you know cards that they want to be uh, retrained. Gate Guardian recently got the treatment, and uh, yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of interested. Uh, Serpent Night Dragon has been requested a lot, actually, honestly. Mm. Love that card. Yeah, yeah. yeah one of, I think one of my favorite cards um to date, and even when I was younger, was Black Luster Soldier, the Ritual Monster, just because I thought like. Like wow, this the art the artwork on this card is so cool. Like, and then when Yugi summoned him, I was like, "This is the greatest thing ever." And then I was lucky <laughs> enough to uh to play in the form and in the chaos format, goat goat format, um, where Black Lesser so Soldier Envoy of the uh, Beginning, mm -hmm. and I was like, "This is the greatest card ever printed." And then when I came back around in 2019, I got to play with a uh, Black Lesser Soldier, um. The the link monster and I was like this is the oh, coolest yeah, thing yeah. ever. Soldier of chaos. Yeah, yeah. I was like this is the coolest thing ever. I was like, and I'm I'm I guess I'm I'm glad that I was able to uh, to play different versions of my favorite card of the game. Um, yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. I feel like BLS was yeah, like yeah. the very beginning of like chaos cards. It was. Like mm -hmm. you yeah, wanted to sure. you wanted to get light and dark in the graveyard. It's kind of cool that they're re bring that back. It'd be cool to get another retrain of BLS, but like. As an actual chaos monster. Ooh. Yeah, that's that that's that's an interesting idea. I mean, BLS is one of those car. It's one of those um eternal support archetypes with Yu-Gi-Oh. It'll always get things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. getting something new in a coming in an upcoming set. Oh, absolutely. Um, Ruxin, we were talking earlier while we were just like chatting. Uh, would you consider yourself more of a competitive player or a collector? Definitely a collector. Uh, I really don't play a lot in terms of the meta. Uh, every mm -hmm. once in a while, I'll hop in and like try to figure out what the meta is and all that stuff. But ever since Tier Element and all that stuff, I'm like, you know what? I'm just <laughs> going to take this one off. So I haven't played at all since then. Uh, I'm definitely more of a collector in terms of like just opening up the new sets and mm -hmm. collecting old cards and stuff like that. Uh, I definitely love Edison format, though. Uh, mm -hmm. It's kind of gotten popular recently. And yeah. anytime I can play that, I, it's so much fun. I used to think I was a GOAT format only guy. Then Edison mm -hmm. happened, and I'm like, this is way better than Go Format. <laughs> you know, this is awesome. And oh, the best, my favorite thing about old formats is you build the deck and you never have to change. I mean, you, there might be some changes, but you don't have to like completely rehaul, like haul your right. entire deck and like buy a whole new deck. Like maybe you change a couple of cards every once in a while when somebody figures out something cool, but mm -hmm. you could basically build a deck, spend your money on it, and then it's just locked in. It's usable forever, basically. So it's nicer than having to like completely come up with a new deck like in the meta it's like oh it's one week ago i bought this deck and now it's outdated <laughs> yeah no that makes that's interesting um where did you so have you st you mentioned the mcdonald's promo have you stayed with Yu-Gi-Oh since then or did you take a break and then if you did what got you to come back yeah i took a massive break i think around so i got into it in 2002 because of the mcdonald's stuff uh yeah. so the first year in the united states Mm -hmm. And I was really, really into it as a kid. I guess I was seven in 2002. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was pretty young. And then I was, 
I was going to this one school and, you know, everybody was into Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon at that point. Uh, I ended up moving schools to a different school and almost no one was into Yu-Gi-Oh at that point. But this was later in 2005 or 2006. Uh, so a lot less people were into it. And I just event it just kind of just faded away because like the couple people that were into it ended up leaving that school. So there was nobody that cared about it. So I just was I, I like don't know when I stopped, but I guess I just stopped at some point because there was nobody to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't till 2017, the late 2017, I was in my master's program uh, and I didn't have a lot going on because I was like working half days and then doing that. But like the master's thing was like a couple classes per per like semester or something. So I had a lot of extra time to like sit in my room and I was like, OK, you know, I'm kind of bored right now. Let me uh, check the app store. And I found Duel Links. So mm-hmm. Duel Links, I was like, oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I haven't thought about this in so long. So I got on it and I started, you know, playing it and everything. And I was like, this is like really fun. So I actually started my YouTube channel about Duel Links, which it was awful back then. I was like recording <laughs> duels in my car and stuff. It was it was ugly. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got into it from there. And then that kind of ended up being, you know, I got into the collecting again on Instagram and a bunch of people were on there. In 2018, a little bit after that, and then that kind of started from there. You said uh, recording in your car. Yes, I would record videos in my car. So I'd have my laptop, mm-hmm. and then I would plug in like a headset for like an Xbox or something, mm-hmm. and then I would like screen record my phone. So <laughs> they were really bad, but yeah, that was how I started. Are those Dude, videos are around? Those, I was gonna say, are those on your channel? <laughs> My first one is I unlisted the rest. I haven't deleted them because it's like, I don't want to ever delete something. No, just it, It'll be fun to look back in like 30 years and be like, wow, this is hilarious that I was doing this. I made like 100 videos doing that. So, oh, wow. Uh, it, yeah, so I did I did a lot, but uh, I unlisted all of them except the first one because I want to have the first one on there. So at least, you know, you can uh, see where I came from or whatever. Dual links. Interesting. Yeah. Dual links. Um, I guess ahead, hold on. there's one question that I, I I've been like dying to ask, and I feel like who else like who like who else would know this besides you? I mean, like I feel like I when whenever the conversation comes up, I'm like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I have absolutely no idea. I know that some of the older sets are uh, there's a uh, like wavy, uh, glossy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I feel like this is like a lot of a lot of the older stuff when I used to buy um uh you know product like um I think Magician's Force, Magic Ruler. I mean I mean I could be wrong, like just the sets, but can you explain like what some of that what those definitions mean? Yeah, so wavy and glossy is like it's just a cardstock difference that they had, and it's only in Legend of Blue Eyes and the starter decks. So the first two, so Yugi and Kaiba. They had a wavy, glossy difference. Uh, we really don't know a whole lot about it because no, there hasn't been an official statement by Upper Deck or Konami at the time. But basically, uh, people used to think wavy was like the first printing. So they would try to separate them, kind of like first edition base set, like uh, Shadowless and all that stuff they do with Pokemon. Uh, but there's no like, you know, obviously in that, there's a first ed stamp on one. There's not on the other one. For this, it was like just speculation that oh yeah this is uh this is wavy this came first nobody knew why they just said that and mm-hmm. they were pretty sure that that was not true uh now people think glossy came first so there's real no there's not a whole lot of like solid evidence on which came first but they're basically just two different card stocks wavy there's less of them that's probably why people thought it was first uh it just looks different than glossy that's really the only difference then there's another big difference in the original sets which is like the hobby retail stuff and then like that's in GX, where's the main difference? But then in like the original sets, there was hobby and retail boxes. So like if you go to like Walmart, you'd get like a retail pack. If you were to get a box from there, if you went to like your hobby store, you'd get a hobby box. And the difference in the original sets was simply that you got a different secret rare. So like if you went to your hobby store for Legend of Blue Eyes, you'd get a Trihorn Dragon. You couldn't oh, get Gaia. Yeah. yeah you, well, I, actually, that's actually no, sorry, that's backwards. Uh Trihorn Dragon came in the retail of that and then Gaia the dragon champion came in the hobby but the weird thing about that that it had, that one was mixed up as well because they had like uh there's no wavy Gaia the dragon champions which like was one of the big things about oh if it was first or not mm-hmm. Actually, I, I think there's one or so, something weird so when you get to legend of blue eyes there's all kinds of weird things that happen metal mm-hmm. raiders is a little bit easier because you you get gate guardian in the hobby box 
you get a thousand dragon in the retail box. So it's very simple. And then you go to Magic Ruler, and they have thirty six pack boxes and twenty four pack boxes. So then it gets a little weird there, because oh. then the thirty six is the retail. You get the Serpent Eye Dragon. Twenty four, you get the Blue Eyes Toon Dragon, and uh, it's a hobby box. So it, it, there's a bunch of weird stuff like that. And then when you get to the GX era, when it's split in the Ultimate Rares. The hobby retail is actually a huge deal because that determines what kind of ultimate rares you can get. So if you get a hobby box, you could get a super or ultra rare as a ultimate rare. Like they always have those second versions or whatever in the same mm -hmm. set. So like let's say Elemental Hero, Shining Flare, Wingman, uh, it's an ultra rare and Elemental Energy. Uh, you can only get the ultimate rare version if you're opening a hobby box. In the retail boxes, oh, wow. you could only get the ultra rare. So it, opening a retail GX box, if you want to pull a, the right ultis, is just a horrible idea because you can only get rares as ultimate rares. Interesting. I, did not, wow. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know literally any of that. That was, and can I just say, like, I think I speak for all of us when I say your, your knowledge of uh, just like the way that cards are uh, produced and collected, bar none. Like, I didn't know any of that. That was, I didn't know any of that. Wait, so, so are you saying that you, in, in those sets, you used to be able to go into, like, a retail store and buy a booster box, and it, it, that booster box would be completely, well, I guess the, the, the chase card would be different from one that you would get from, let's say, uh, hobbies, I'm assuming, like, hobby would, it translates to, like, your locals? Yeah, so the theoretically i mean i don't i'm sure there was some mix up like i'm sure somehow walmart ended up with like hobby stuff at some point but the the intention for the retail was to go to things like like walmart target stuff like that uh, and then all those like repackaged stuff whenever you see like a repackaged thing you know they sell in target these days they still yeah, yeah. do it it's yep, like there's yep. sleeves in here five extra cards and then like yep. two packs that's probably mostly retail when you open that stuff up because that probably went to the retail places they they sold, you know, they got repackaged by some other guy. But the <laughs> hobby stuff almost always ended up at the hobby stores, like the uh, the local game stores and stuff. So I guess like I guess they were doing the same kind of thing they were doing with Lost Art. Like, oh yeah, if you want to get this this cool old secret rare, make sure you go to your go to your like locals or whatever. I don't know if they did that on purpose or not. I always thought it was really weird and I really hated it for GX because it, it just makes some of the boxes a lot a lot worse like you really don't want to open a retail of anything almost unless it's like really good rares in the set which is pretty unusual so most of the time it's like if you have crv retail versus crv hobby it's like the hobby box is like four thousand dollars the retail is like a thousand because it's like mm. i can't get oh, the wow big, okay you, yeah you know i can't get the cyber dragon or the cyber end dragon ultimate rare like and if i'm opening this expensive a box i need there to be something big it's like well mm. i could pull a bubble man ultimate rare which like is a good one to be honest but if that's the only good pull it's kind of not worth yeah, opening yeah. oh for sure wow i i this is a whole side of Yu-Gi-Oh that i i didn't know that much about to be honest with you Roxanne, I gotta ask, how did you, was this something that you found that you were passionate about, or is this something that as you started opening more on the collection side, you started in looking into it and really getting invested in it? So a lot of this info, uh, I was from the Instagram community. So Instagram, when I joined in January 2018, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of those guys are hardcore collectors. So I didn't do all this research myself. I just followed a lot of those guys who've, mm -hmm. who've like talked about this stuff. And uh, they were like, were really passionate about collecting and like how you get certain cards. Uh, and they like, I learned a lot from them. So now I've just like, it's been so many years of like, you know, just seeing it, hearing it. It's like, I've known this for multiple years now. And it's, I can't, I can't forget it, but I wanted to, you right. know, because like they've, they've been obsessing over it. Cause like a friend of mine uh, that used to live in my area, like was one of the main guys who like, he would collect everything he would research and he ended up working with PSA and helping them with like some of their like stuff because back in like, just a couple of years ago psa didn't know a lot about Yu-Gi-Oh, and thanks to people like him helping them out like they've they've had huge steps in terms of like understanding like certain card rarities and everything like that that's incredible um when you are deciding what sets to like go into or, or like decide to open what is what are some of your thought processes that, that processes that go with that um, are you? I think you uh, mentioned while we were chatting, um, you were thinking about doing a particular series. Uh, what goes into like that uh, process, both as a content creator and also as like a collector? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the time, it just comes down to if somebody sell like has a collection to sell me, it's a sealed product. It's like 
that helps like i buy it and then i have like oh i have all these packs now what can i do that makes these packs more interesting you know how can mm -hmm. i mix them up in a certain way but then sometimes i will do uh i'll have ideas about specific sets i want to open like that are older so obviously with the newer stuff it's just when the new stuff comes out i open it up but when the mm -hmm. older stuff comes out or that comes out when the older stuff uh videos for those i'm just trying to find uh try to think of a like an interesting video concept for an opening because like an opening is kind of interesting in and of itself you know because you never know what's coming out right. but if you can add like a layer of more interest like a reason to watch this opening versus another one that's always good but it can be difficult sometimes to like okay how do i make how do i open this set and it's like more interesting than like i opened a booster box of this set you know because a lot of times just a booster box opening is not that interesting if it's just like a 2012 set you know some zexel set or something it's like mm -hmm. that's kind of cool but it's like it's just a box you know like maybe we could do zexel versus you know arc v or something like that i right. like to do those kind of versus things because you know you have like you know a battle going on you know you got this the the, the uh, totals popping up on the screen and stuff mm -hmm. so i try to like just it's just random ideas about it sometimes i'm laying there at night and i'm like well what can i do that would be interesting and it's right. like, do i need to buy anything for this do i have the stuff already and then i'm just like trying to get ahead and stuff add a little spice to it i see, right. I see. um do you do you look at uh any ocg rarities and like if you do do you how do you think the ocg rarities compared to the uh tcg the rarities are cool. I really like the OCG stuff. Uh, and I'm glad that we've kind of brought over some of them so far. Mm. I mean, we're definitely behind in terms of uh, I, what I really like that they do is have they have sets with like multiple rarities that you could pull in there. It's like they yeah. have they would have like a starlight and a collector rare and a secret rare and an ultra rare all in the same set. And they're like, <laughs> so it's like you could pull any of these in this box. Like, I really think that would be cool if we'd mix it up a little bit. Cause like we used to do ghosts and ulties in the same set, which was awesome. And I, mm -hmm. I would love if that happened again, but if we could do like maybe one with, I know we always do starlights by themselves and collectors by themselves. We did one where they're in the same set or like throw in ultimate rares, throw in ghost rares. You know, there's so many cool rarities that you can like mix together. And then mm -hmm. it's just like multiple layers of like stuff you could pull like value and uh, like just stuff people would like want to actually keep when they open their box right oh man would, can you would, yeah yeah that would be cool honestly. can you imagine like a misprint rarity of like a set that has an ulti and a ghost rare and just have a ulti ghost rare card that'd be yeah. so cool yep. I mean, they, oh. that yeah. kind of exists already with chaos i think it's chaos neos uh, it's a chaos neos card i can't remember what it's called it's, it's yeah it's yeah. it's, uh, it's chaos neos and a rainbow dragon it's yeah. a it's a chaos neos with the word rainbow dragon at the top it's a ghost rare Hmm. yeah they have the tactical evolution version and the uh glass version of that misprint yeah. yeah which is pretty cool that is really sweet um what would you say has been your favorite set that you've opened both in person and also on stream and the favorite card that you pulled and it doesn't have to be from that set my favorite well my favorite set in general is metal raiders uh i think Ooh. it's just the most nostalgic set because like lob is nostalgic but i think metal raiders beats it out because it has a. Uh, tons of commons that are nostalgic tons of rares that are nostalgic all the hollows are awesome like they have like the three gate gay guardian pieces as just yep. regular supers karibo catapult turtle like almost all of them are from the show which is really cool if you like mm. the show and then the ultra rares are almost all awesome and, and, and then you got like horn of heaven and seven tools which like even those are like like kind of nice like you don't want to pull those but they're still like kind of classic then right. everything else is just amazing it's like barrel dragon you got solemn judgment summit oh, skull yeah. beast skull you get to the secret rares you got gate guardian thousand dragon like they're all like really awesome like collector's mm -hmm. cards mm -hmm. uh so i really like that set so every time i've opened it i've i've really loved it uh it's been really fun to open uh my best pull from that set I've had some great luck with Metal Raiders besides the Gate Guardian. I've still never pulled a first ed one. Um, and I've opened a lot of them. I mean, I've probably opened like three boxes at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but I have pulled Summon Skull a couple nice. of times, B Skull a couple of times. Uh, so we've had great luck with that. I pulled Mirror Force, one, uh, the most recent one we did. Ooh. So I've had great luck with that set. I want to pull Gate Guardian at some point, but that's <laughs> one of my best pulls. I usually do those like top pulls videos. But I haven't mm -hmm. done like a best pulls of all time in a long time. I usually Ooh. do it by the year. Mm -hmm. So I've had some good luck like with error openings, like where I pulled two IP Masquerina Starlight from the same case. Oh. Uh, 
that was a pretty nice one because that's like those great. are that's like one in one in two cases to pull any starlight it's right. one in eight to pull the mascarena and then i pulled two in the same one so i got it was it was an error i think so that was really cool uh i've had some good ones uh i really should update my all-time polls and try to figure out what the best one is yeah. um, i think i have like the reverse Ruxin look i'm like <laughs> if i get an error case it would be like well you're an error you're, you got an error because you got no secrets all well, coming yeah. I did open two grand creators with no collector rares, so I feel you on that end. That was pretty bad because that's a great set for collector rares, and I didn't pull yeah, any yeah. of them. So, two full cases without a collector rare was pretty rough. Yeah, oh, isn't cool. isn't that the rough. set where they were clumping the yes, yeah? CRs? M Cole got all of mine. What do you yeah, like yeah, of them or something. Should have oh, called him up. Be like, yo, you got my stuff. Collector rares, man. <laughs> Wait, no, we 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 opened the case of that. We didn't get. Yeah, we did. Really Don't any? even yeah, start. Yes. Three, I think I got right. I think Joseph got one. Yeah, I got the Exorcist of Michaelis. Yeah, you don't even play that deck. Yes, I, I played it more than you. Mm. Yeah, that's fine. No, yeah, was, yeah, I, I, I never get. I love opening packs. Like I live for it. Like I'm like the biggest sealed cook. I think whoever lived, but I have the absolute worst luck in opening product no ruxin you don't get it like yeah. when he says he has the worst luck like we we will buy cases of like sets that we think are going to be big and we'll say all right george you pick which pile you want and he will pick the pile that he wants like we'll give we'll be like listen man you've gotten you've gotten boned a couple times you pick the pile that you want it's all good and you know mel will pull like god tier i'll pull pretty good like we'll both go plus and George will pull like, I don't the know, worst. all commons somehow, like and I'm like, dude, I, like, like, it's just, and it's, it's, it is truly uncanny, and it's like, I don't know, I think you might be a little cursed. Did you like anger the Konami gods at some point? Like, what did you do? I don't know, but it's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's okay. I, I will. That just keep means pulling you're due, man. That's right. It's, Soon Ruxin, you're gonna right. you're gonna pull something crazy. You know what it is? I think for you, what's the uh, the 25th anniversary set coming out with all those retro packs? That's yeah. your set, George. You buy that, you're gonna pull God tier. I'm gonna probably buy a lot of that. Actually, to be honest, I might I might open. I think I might open two and keep a third just for posterity, um, because it's like the cards aren't cards that I'm gonna use, but it's just like. I don't know. Like, I'm just like such a sucker for that Yu-Gi-Oh nostalgia. Like when mm. they were like, yeah, open a pack of Invasion of Chaos. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I do want to do that. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Rex, you, mentioned, you mentioned George being due. We all he he thought that was going to be the case with thousand ten thousand tracking. Oh, my God. Oh, You'd my go God. Plus forever. Oh, yeah, wait, you've been, you've been you've been pulling all comments since that set. Yes. Yeah, it's, that was it's two been, years, three years ago. So, mm -hmm. Ruxin, Ruxin, do you remember when like Crossout Designator was supposed to be the second coming of Christ? Do you remember that? I remember that. So, yeah. so, so we all, we all, we bought a set, right? And we were like, okay, we all need, like, as a team of players, we all need three Crossout Designator. Mel pulled like eleven. I pulled, um, I pulled two, and uh, George pulled, I think, zero somehow. Yep. I put and my like, set. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Joe got three. So Mel got like an abundance. I got two. Joe got three. And George pulled like zero somehow. And I was like, dude, I like, I don't understand like, like statistically how that is, but that's what happened. And it was, oh uh, I think it we was did the recent Megatons, the 2022 Megatons, right? Prior to, so we, we all ordered a case. The only card I needed out of that whole entire set was prosperity i just needed three yeah. prosperities you know if i got like uh, a bump on you know on ash perfect I, i'll take it uh mel and i we went to uh to germany we i was like you know what the cases haven't came in yet i'll take german cases i'll take a german prosperity i don't care pulled it i didn't get anything okay fine came back to a case i we had a case each and then we split the last one i like sped opened all of my packs pulled no prosperities it's true he didn't pull any I, no, and, and, and i and, and just like four just yeah, yeah just keep in mind by the way i had a set of the original because we also uh fool foolishly brought uh bought a set of uh, blazing vortex 
Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, like one of the worst sets basically of all time besides Prosperity. <laughs> and uh, I, I had pulled a playset of uh, Prosperity. And then when we bought the tins, I pulled like another playset of Prosperity. And I was like, I felt like kind of bad. And I was like, George, I'll like, I'll give you the bro discount. Like we, we don't even have to do money. Like we could trade cards, but like it was remarkable. Truly, truly some cursed shit. I don't understand. I but... remember that that card being pretty, pretty rough to pull. I think I opened like, I opened like 10, nine or 10 cases and I only got four total. So mm-hmm. I remember that one was oh, pretty rough. <laughs> I kind of got killed by that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the problem with, when I think of Blazing Vortex, so, so Ruxin, you'll probably know better than me because you're a collector. When I think of Blazing Vortex, I think of two cards exactly that I care about. I think of Prosperity and then maybe Underworld Goddess, and that's literally it. I can't think of anything else. I don't know if I've ever really opened any Blazing Vortex. Like It's, it's not a good set. <laughs> I, I've always looked at because I always look at the set list before I open anything. A guy yeah. was trying to sell me those like when they announced the prosperity reprint and i was just like <laughs> i was like like no, they're, no. They're, it was like they were like kind of cheap but i was like look if they're gonna reprint prosperity like these need to be like really cheap for me to buy yeah. <laughs> they were not yeah, cheap yeah. Enough. it's it's not a good set it's one I mean, of those, it's one of the few sets that's just they call it blazing dumpster fire i'm pretty sure in a loving yeah, loving way it's, it's 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 not it's not good it's um and it's rare too because honestly most sets have like a couple of bright spots Blazing Vortex was, um, it had, I mean, Prosperity was the real, was the real draw. And then, uh, like, the fact that I can't remember anything else from it speaks for itself. I, I don't remember what else was in that set, and I opened a whole case of it. <laughs> I, I remember because it's one of the, it's one of two Starlights that I pulled. I pulled an Arm Dragon level 10 Starlight from it, and I was very happy about oh, that. Oh, yeah, the Arm Dragon. Oh, yeah, they had, yeah. uh, they had Trishula, had, too. Oh, that was yep, the fifth yep. Starlight. Yes. Ooh, actually, honestly, a, a Starlight Trishula. That's kind of that's kind of nice. I like yeah. that. Okay, I did open a case. Now I remember this was one of my first <laughs> streams. Was opening a Blazing Vortex case. Oh, it okay. was yeah. My first one was my second one was was no. My first one was Ten Thousand Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, that was when nice. I was like, I should probably stream open this because this is like kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, when it all started. <laughs> you open? Have you ever opened something just like on your own, like? You know, like I know, I know. Sometimes, uh, like you'll just hold on to packs and just open them like on camera. But have you ever, I don't know, just went into like Walmart or Target or something, picked up a couple of blisters, and you opened up and it was something crazy, and you're like, "Damn it, I wish I would yes. held this." <laughs> so back before I recorded my openings, I always told this. It's almost unbelievable, like because like, okay, so I'll just tell the story. So I used to go into Walmart's back in it was 2018. So it was like when I was in into Yu-Gi-Oh, like on instagram and stuff but i was not making youtube videos about Mm. cards yet so i would i would spend way too much money on blisters i would go in there i would buy everything they had for uh like the the because they had those reprint blisters kind of like they're reprinting right now 25th (laughs) but they would have like the 10 cards behind them so i would buy i would look for those everywhere if they had them i would buy all of them they were like eight dollars each so it was like you're getting scammed basically for eight dollars for those yeah so i would buy all of them one time I opened one and the they give you two foils and eight common cards. So mm. I opened one and one of the foils was a ghost rare. Oh, oh my god. god. It was a ghost rare <laughs> galaxy eyes photon dragon unlimited, which at the time was ten dollars. So it wasn't like that insane, but I was just like like I it was my first ghost rare. I'd right. never had one before. I was like, this card looks awesome. And I was like, yeah. this is so cool. And then of course, like it's even more unbelievable because it's in the cards they just give to you. So yeah, it's like, no yeah. way, that's just junk. And they gave me a ghost rare. I was like, no way. And then, of course, that was before I recorded everything. And now, now that whenever I open those, I'm like, I'm recording these just in case. Like, I, yeah. just in case there's another ghost rare because I remember it happening, but no one else has ever told me. Like, I'm always like, if that's ever happened to you, let me know in the comments. Never seen a comment that somebody's actually had that. So I might have had the only ghost rare of all time that was given. It was probably oh, an accident. Sure. So yeah, yeah I, was, I was just gonna say, Rux, and um, I've heard that um, you know, like when you buy those packs at Walmart. I mean, we've all done that. I did that once, and uh, a couple times actually. And um, I've heard that they're like uh, weighted supposedly, so that the packs that you're getting are usually kind of bad. Is there any truth to that? Is that is that true? Uh, no, especially on those uh. 
those like legacy ones people love to say it's like yeah these are definitely like they're like weighed or scaled or whatever and it, it's just not true it's it's because they have old ratios on those so it's like really one in four that you're gonna get something so they're already kind of terrible and then like a lot of the super rares are bad anyway so it's like it always feels like kind of bad opening those you usually lose your money because you're paying eight dollars i already mentioned that which is ridiculous mm-hmm. to yeah. get those and then it just people are tend to say like their weight just kind of like people say with those konami like pre-release openings people do uh like the sponsor they're like yeah they they gave them a good card for advertising it's like it's the same thing it's like if they ever pull something good they assume it was like given to them and like all that stuff it's just it's like your experience (laughs) you go in there you open four packs you don't get anything you're like yeah these are are scaled 100 (laughs) percent and like i've opened so many of them sometimes i'll pull like i'll i'll open 10 packs and i'll pull like eight foils which is like absurd and it's just like the blist the law of like random blisters basically you can yeah. get eight out of ten or you can get zero out of ten I, yeah. i've seen some like i remember one guy on youtube i watched uh pull like he opened like 20 of those he pulled blue eyes dark magician red eyes th- exodia head like three or four pieces of exodia and then like raigeki polymers it was like every Holy good card shit. from light to the blue eyes yeah, it's like Jesus. the craziest opening ever and i'm like that's just because it's it's random stuff yeah so it's like you could randomly get anything you know because it's not a booster box there's no set ratios they might when they pick these out of like random things that they got them from they just happen to grab the foils and that's just right. how it can happen sometimes but people don't like to think like that they're like no i got i got screwed man right. it's like i i opened 12 packs and only got three foils which is the ratio but it felt bad <laughs> because they were all super rares yeah sure oh yeah, yeah. okay i hear you i hear you yeah, I've just heard that before, so I was curious but there about is your also, perspective. There is also like people that actually legitimately like cut into blisters and like I don't know if you guys <laughs> have ever had that happen. Like yep, they'll yep. go to Walmart's and they'll cut the bottom. This happened to me recently because I bought a collection from a guy, which he had bought them all from Walmart. So mm. I'm opening them up and I realize like a few of them, not like all of them, but a few of them, the guy, uh, some, not the guy, but some, probably somebody at Walmart had cut the bottom, pulled them out, taken out the rare, and put it back in there. Mm-hmm. oh wow that's yeah. dirty so like there was eight cards in all of them and like they had sliced open the the thing and like you could see it on the bottom but it's really hard to see it first if you're not looking right. for it so there, some people do do that so that that does happen wow that's rough damn oh my god i yeah that that is rough i um uh, it's cutthroat out there man i don't yeah. know like i i i buy sealed product pretty rarely at this point honestly the only time I buy sealed product now is um when I'm splitting with uh with the with the boys here. Like uh, we we fucked up. We didn't buy a case of uh fucking power of the du- uh power of the elements. Oh, and, and uh we we yeah yeah and we should have bought. Oh man, we. I mean, I feel like only you uh, really needed the cards out of there. Uh, power, the power of the, the elements. Hysteria. Yeah. Oh no no no, no, no power. About, I'm talking, no, I'm talking about just. Not, no, no. So photon hypernova, yeah, but for yeah. for power of the elements, we we would have gone mega plus just because that set is that yeah. set is ridiculous. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember we talked about it, and then we didn't do it. And um, I regret it because we like and uh, you know, what's what's coming up on the horizon? So there's photon hypernova, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's I guess what cybernetic. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name. Cybernetic something. Cyber, it's one, coming up. It's coming up after for a bit. It's not for a bit, yeah. You want to go on, on the trap trick structure deck? No, Ooh. no, absolutely not. <laughs> you might get something uh, you might not expect. You know, I, I, right. I don't, I don't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> Ruxin, um, would you say your crown jewel of a card is uh your twenty eighteen uh hyper evolution super saiyan four Sun Goku PSA ten? Oh my god. <laughs> i don't have that card anymore <laughs> was that, was that, that was like in my first grading video i think that was your first psa return i believe yeah yeah it was two dragon ball cards and i sent them with a friend of mine i didn't even send them myself and i, <laughs> and I remember yeah i got i got a 10 on one i don't remember when i sold it, it was so long ago like <laughs> I, I just I, I sold that for it was probably before i even had a youtube channel. well no i guess i posted on youtube didn't i so I, mm-hmm. yeah so it was Sometime a long time ago, I don't know. That's fair. How would you say um, the PSA community has uh, progressed over time? I feel like, I mean, I don't, I don't think any of us, any aside from you in here, have much experience with PSA. Uh, like, it's PSA is interesting because, uh, you know, I got I was into it probably. I I was in 2018. 
a bunch of people I knew were grading because they were like mm. collectors and stuff. And I was like, ah, grading's dumb. I don't need to grade. And then like <laughs> a year later, I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. And then I was like, okay, that was pretty fun. I'll probably do that again. And so like I've been doing it since 2019, basically. So I was about a year ahead of like the craziness at PSA. Right. So I, mm-hmm. I, I got to experience it, you know, in its purest form, just grading for fun. You know, you, you got a little bit of value back in terms of the value of the cards, but it wasn't insane. And then 2020 happens and like, it's impossible to grade anything. I waited from 2020 to 2022 for like a bunch of my subs. So uh, it, it was it was a weird time. I think now it's actually very normal. It's like, it's a, it's very close to what it was. It's more expensive than then. It was like mm-hmm. seven bucks back then if you had the bulk. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like eighteen and sometimes fifteen, um, which is quite a bit more. But yeah, uh, it's at least reasonable. Like back in you know in, during the the COVID times, they didn't even have mm-hmm. bulk options, so you had to spend at least I think a hundred dollars or something for a card. Oh, oh my so god! Like, you basically couldn't grade anything unless it was like super high value and like really minty. Uh, now you can at least grade stuff that it's like it's a twenty dollar card or a five dollar card, and you know whatever whatever happens happens. You only lose mm-hmm. fifteen bucks if it's a bad grade or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, so it, I think it's definitely normalized, and I I appreciate it a lot more because I was able to submit one hundred twenty cards and get them back in like two or three months versus twenty seven months or whatever it was the first time. God, um, even two months is a lot for me. Yeah, yeah well, I that's mean, the, that's I mean, the cheap rate. That's the rate you can send it faster, like right, at right. fifty bucks or whatever, and it goes way faster mm-hmm. than that. But yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> it got it got it got pretty uh, it got pretty crazy with um during twenty twenty. There was um let's let's just say a lot of people had a lot of free time, and yeah, uh, people, people suddenly <laughs> dis- people <laughs> suddenly yeah. remembered they and their parents had basements, and there was stuff in those basements. <laughs> yeah, and on, honestly, I mean, it was it was cool in terms of like. The way that like the trading card community like really f- flourished, but yeah, uh, it was also not like I feel bad for PSA because they were kind of like all of a sudden what they're I mean I don't know their demand must have shot up what like two thousand percent it was crazy yeah. and there was yeah. no there was no way that they could have handled that you know yeah it was it was just a bad situation and yeah the whole twenty twenty thing was. It was really cool in some ways. In some ways, I'm really glad it's over. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because, like, oh, some of those sure. prices just got, like, absurd. Like, Don't we all? Me buying old stuff. It was like, it was like, well, am I really going to spend, like, $5,000 on this box that was, like, $1,000 last year? It's like, uh. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, 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 and the funny thing is, as, um, as, a, as a player, like, you know, someone who plays Yu-Gi-Oh!, I didn't, um, I didn't really pay attention to prices on the market too much because when did we yeah. start playing we started playing around 2019 so um 2019 pretty new just learning the ropes after having not played for a while learning basically like what are hand traps like like basic things and then 2020 yeah. rolls around uh and a bunch of things happen and all of a sudden a lot of people are spending time online thinking about trading cards and i'm like okay well i i just learned how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! i just got back into the game and um suddenly everything is more expensive than i thought it would be and from what i've gathered uh prices for cards spiked during 2020 because people had a little bit more disposable income and a little bit more free time and uh, Mm -hmm. they never really went back down from what i've gathered that's what that's what people told me that's what i've heard from people who played uh any trading card game basically pre-2020 post and and then post-2020 that it never really went back down Mm. So some of the uh like a lot of the collector prices have gone down. I don't know how it works for like I don't know what like meta prices were back in like 2019 or whatever because I back then I really didn't care about like anything remotely. I didn't even open new sets until 2020. So mm-hmm. um I I didn't really follow those, but in terms of like the collector PSA and stuff like that, those have come down re- in the last few months uh quite a bit cuz like they were extremely high. In, in late 20 probably mid 2021 late 2021 and they've gotten a lot more reasonable recently uh kind of not not back to 2019 which was like you could buy like psa 10s of like metal raiders cards like ultra rares for like 300 bucks mm-hmm. uh and these days they're probably like you know 1200 something like that so there's still a lot more but like during the hype they were 5k and like summon yes. skull was like six thousand dollars. Oh, sure. yeah yeah so yeah, like for sure. it, it's it's come down from that i I don't know uh some some things i think overall the market has definitely gone up because even though a lot of people aren't in aren't into the card thing they were in it for like 2020 and 2021 and they've dropped back out i think on average there's still a lot more players and collectors now than there was in 2019 
Right. Sure. Sure. You know, yeah. I know that like at, at one point Pokemon was like huge and recently I've seen that you've uh you've also uh started opening up uh Pokemon co- um cards on your on your channel. Um what what is there any reason why you did you decided I guess to like uh start opening Pokemon? Uh so I used to be into Pokemon uh when I got back into cards in 2018, I was into both Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, but then I ended up deciding to go more toward Yu-Gi-Oh because at that time I really didn't have a ton of money to spend on that stuff. And like, so I just kind of had to pick one and I decided I liked Yu-Gi-Oh more, which I kind of always have. But uh, I recently revisited Pokemon because the new set looked cool. And uh, where I can get like product from like had some, and I was like, yeah, that, that sounds fun. Like it, this set, this set looks pretty cool. And I've always been a fan of like watching Pokemon stuff. So when I had the opportunity to open up some new, and I've been doing more Twitch streams. So I was like, this would be good. Like Twitch content. Like, you know, even though mm. it's not like if, if I post on my regular channel, people are probably like, what is this? This is a Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> but if I do Twitch, it's like, it's all good. It's live. You know, people yeah. are happy when it's live, when it's like a, a, a upload, they're like, it better be Yu-Gi-Oh. Or we're going to riot or something. <laughs> you know what? When yeah. you opened up the uh, crown, uh, was it crown Zenith? Yeah, yeah. The net, the very, very next day, me and my brother went out and got two of the uh, elite trainer boxes. So it was very weird for me at first because with Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm used to you know you get a, a booster box, right? And I thought that yeah. for the most part, Pokemon was the same way. But they were like, "Well, no, we don't have booster boxes of this. We have trainer boxes." And I was like, "I don't know what that means." Yeah, They're like it comes. There's like ten packs, I think, per uh, trainer box. Yeah. And I was like, Wow, that they, sounds like that just sounds like a very little bit of packs, like for for like what a a booster bo- a box would be for Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, they do the so they have special sets that they do that. So al- almost every set has a booster box in Pokemon, but they also have these special sets, which Crown Zenith is is one of them. And basically, Yu Gi Oh used to have a product like this. I did a video recently called the Forgotten Yu Gi Oh product, and it was about the Yu Gi Oh version of these Elite Trainer boxes. We did them in the Zexel era. And it was stuff like, uh, I don't remember exactly the set. I think it might have been like Cosmo Blazer or something like that. One of those sets. We had the exact same, like, exact same packaging where you have that, uh, I don't, what do you call these things? They're like card holders, but they have like a top to them. I don't even know. But they had one, and they, there was like eight or eight packs in there. There was like a promo card. There's like dice, I think. Mm. And so it, it was kind of the same thing that Pokemon does now, but Yu-Gi-Oh! did it for like a couple of sets, and then they stopped. Pokemon does it uh, and gives, like, they do give 10 packs in this one. I think it was. And they kind of have, like, stuff to help play. They got this, uh, what? It, what is it? It's like, a, it's like a guide to this full set. So they have, like, a full set guide. Um, and they're about usually, like, 50 or 40 bucks. The full, but that's, like, sounds like a lot. Because, like, in Yu-Gi-Oh, you could usually get a box for, like, 60 bucks. Right. But a Pokemon box is, like, 100 and something. Because, like, they have, like, 36 packs. And, like, I think the MSRP on one pack is a little bit more than a Yu-Gi-Oh pack because they get, like, 11 cards or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of a thing that, that Pokemon does on their special sets. But they're always really good sets when they do those special sets, it feels like. They did, like, the – you guys probably heard about, like, Hidden and Shining Fates, those two yes. sets. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone was, like, super hyped about those. I think those were also these specific sets where they don't do booster boxes. Interesting. Interesting. I, I i i um from that set i pulled a uh a Leafeon v-star oh yeah and i was uh telling mel i was like i love the artwork on pokemon cards i wish that Yu-Gi-Oh would adapt the full artwork on yeah. certain like chase cards and then also have like just regular artwork and then one would be I guess uh, more accessible to players and the other one would be kind of like the chase for collectors and then players that want to play the uh, high rarity card almost like I guess like <laughs> starlight versus just like the the uh, a regular secret rare but right. I, just, I love the full art that you, that uh Pokemon does Yeah, yeah we talked we talked a little bit about this uh just like when we were talking uh before like we actually started the podcast but mm-hmm. um the I think the full art, I I actually said that I don't actually care if we do a full art or not. I know a lot of people are like really, really want that. I mm-hmm. think that it would be cool. I also think that Yu-Gi-Oh has a lot of uh, options with their same style. Like I think the Starlights are really cool. I know when they first came out, people were like, these look fake, you know, they look weird. I think they've really grown on people for the most part. But I think we could have a lot more room to work with those. But if we did do something like that with the full arts, I think that'd be pretty cool to have like, 
what you could have like a regular version, like you said, and then like the full art version. And it's like, uh, what more of a high, like rarity chase, like kind of like the starlight. So like one in, you know, a case or whenever two cases you get one of those mm. full arts, that could be pretty awesome. But I think it becomes a slippery slope with those, just like Pokemon. It yep. used to be so hard to get those full arts. Now it's like, you're getting a full art, like every other pack almost at this point, because they have like full arts and they have alternate full arts and then they have V cards, V maxes, uh v stars there's like so many different ones which i don't not necessarily a problem it is just a thing that ends up happening because you have to one up the next thing and all that stuff i feel like that's kind of already happened with Yu-Gi-Oh too though because back in the day we not every pack had like an ultra rare or you know a super rare it's like ultra rare was pretty uh pretty rare and then the secret rare was uh when did he even introduce secret rares that's probably um well we did have secret rares at the beginning but it was only like you know, it was only 2%. And as I was talking about earlier with the hobby retail, it was just one secret in the whole right. per box. So, and mm-hmm. it, not even per box, it was one every few boxes. So really getting an ultra was like your best pull out of the box usually, unless right. you got the secret rare. Now there's junk secret rares, which is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now half the secret rares are garbage. You're just looking for, you know, or or you open up and you get like your best cards are super rares. You know, they're like the... <laughs> you get the uh, yeah, you're, you're getting some uh great super rares and great ultras but your secrets are terrible for some reason yeah it's just it's just based on what they think will be super good i think yeah Yeah. uh related to what you were talking about with starlights earlier i'm glad we circled back around it because the first time i pulled a star rally i didn't know that it was a starlight the only i pulled uh, my brother got me a box of rising rampage and i pulled a marincess seahorse as a starlight and i was like this card looks way different, and I'm not sure why. And then I happened to pull an Ultra Marincess Seahorse, and I was like, I sent the chat, I sent a text to these guys, like, does this look different to y'all? Did I get like <laughs> scammed? And then I go on TCG Player, and I see it, and I'm like, oh, this is a whole different rarity. And I think Nick, the, Nick said, quote, bro, did you just pull like a hundred fifty dollar card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're dude. like, what is this? I was yeah. like, this this looks so different. I I think we had just gotten back into it, and I was like, I don't even I don't know what a Marenses is, but I also this looks way different. But mm. that was I, I when you brought up the two IPs, I was like, I thought mine was an error, and I was like, my brother bought me this, and it was for Christmas, and I feel really bad because it would be like, sorry, bro, you got gypped. But <laughs> we we had we had we had we had a lot to learn coming back. We to. did so so much. The game had changed so much. Yeah, so much. I wish I was opening uh, a lot of packs back then because uh, all the, the the original Starlights are oh pretty God. insane right now. Yeah. But I was I only I would open like Walmart packs. That's it. I've never pulled a Starlight out of uh, Rising Rampage. So mm-hmm. oh. one day I would like to. I opened a case of blisters one time uh, oh. that I was able to get for like kind of a normal price, surprisingly at one point, mm-hmm. and I didn't get one. So I was like, oh man. So <laughs> Opelosa is is uh, avoiding me. But one day, oh yeah, one day. Um, speaking of that, actually, is there any cards that have, like, a target on their back? Because, you know, you like to collect stuff, so I'm sure there's some stuff that you want to have. Uh, some some of the stuff that I'm specifically collecting is, uh, a lot of it revolves around, uh, so for my my raw collection, not graded, Mm -hmm. I am doing a collection of, it's, I don't ever know how to say this, but they set back when they used to do the cover card, not always the cover card, but usually the cover card would be Ghost, Ultimate, and Secret, or Ghost, mm-hmm. Ultimate, and Ultra. It just depends on which one. Mm-hmm. I'm collecting all of those. So uh, I think they started in whenever the Ghost came out in Tactical Evolution, I believe. So you could get a Ghost Rare, Rainbow Dragon, then there was the Secret Rare, but they didn't have the Ultra version yet. I think at Zexel they added where it was like there was three versions. So you'd mm-hmm. pull like, let's say, Gal- uh, Galaxy Eyes Tachyon Dragon from uh what is that set called the one with all, all the dragon rulers whatever that set's called um that has like the ghost rare version the ultimate rare version and it also has a secret rare version so i'm collecting all three in first ed and in unlimited so i'm trying to get six versions of the same card mm-hmm. uh for every time they did that so i have a binder that i slowly have been adding to like and i'm trying to make them all near mint i'm not going mint i'm not going to go crazy but uh, i want them all to be near mint so i've slowly been putting that binder together but it's a lot of cards and it's like some of them are kind of weird to find like uh it, i could just buy a lot of them for like because like stuff like mobius the mega monarch you know that's just kind of a weird one that nobody cares about i could right. just buy it it's not very expensive 
but I don't really want to. I want to either get it in a collection that I buy or mm -hmm. uh, like pull it. So anytime I pull one, I try to add it in like in the video that I'm adding it and stuff like that. Right. Rux, I have a I, so I have a question. I usually like we well we usually like to play a game with uh you know when we have guests on, um and I think the perfect question to ask you is, let's say you were to buy a pack, random pack, right, and it turns out to be a god pack, what cards would they have to be, in order to like fulfill that for you to be like this was a god pack? Could be any set. Could be it could just or it could be any you know uh any 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 set any cards but it all comes from one booster one booster uh pack so are you by god pack you mean like a legitimate pack like without an error or something like that or, or could like you could pick you any mean card. like a god pack like where i pull five secret rares or what five secret rares whatever like um, well, i guess what i'm trying to ask you is uh how many how many cards come in a pack seven right nine nine i think usually nine well seven nine. in collector rare sets i think yeah, so nine, so nine cards, right? You just open up a random pack. Konami made this huge error, and in that booster, um, in that booster pack, it was nine cards that you absolutely loved. You want to see first, Ed, and uh, they go right into your collection. What would they be? Well, I have a story about this. Uh, that okay. So first of all, I would say anything that's an error pack is great for me because I could put error opening in the mm -hmm. title. So that's always good. <laughs> uh, Secondly, I With have a friend. Arrow. I have a friend who this has not been recorded, so it's uh you know based on you know his word and everything. But it's a guy that I've trusted. Uh, this was a really long time ago. It was back before I did uh, YouTube and stuff. But he bought a I don't know the exact ten, but it was a 2008 ten, one that had the Duelist Genesis packs, first edition in there. So Duelist Genesis never had booster boxes, kind of like those Pokemon things. Uh, never first edition booster boxes, I should say. The unlimited boxes and then first ed packs were in the tins and pre-release uh, stuff like that. That's the only place you could get first ed Duelist Genesis. So he bought a couple of tins so that he could open first ed Duelist Genesis because obviously you want to pull the Ghost Rare Stardust Dragon first ed because it's right. extremely awesome. It's iconic from the anime. It's expensive. You know, it's got all those good things to it. Mm -hmm. uh, I always want to say it's the first Ghost Rare. It's not. It's the first from 5Ds. But uh, he opened one tin so two packs of first dead duels genesis the first pack had a ghost or a stardust oh, oh my god i don't actually remember the order this came in so i'm just going to tell it in this order he sure. he pulls a ghost or a stardust he opens the next pack it has two first dead ghost or a stardust oh my god no 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 and now like it sounds unbelievable but he did own three ghost or first dead stardust and he graded them and they were like 110 and 29 so they were in mint condition quality so he either like um, was he either just randomly had those or he was telling the truth and i'm pretty sure he was telling the truth so he got some kind of crazy ghost or error so if if i were to pull like a crazy error pack i would love to have one of those two ghost or stardust packs i'm just saying <laughs> or nine up loses <laughs> yeah i mean who wouldn't yeah, yeah. yeah i'm a big ghost rare fan i mean starlights i think are getting close because i think ghost rares are getting worse for me like the newer ones don't look as good uh, yeah. as the old ones and then the starlights are growing on me i really like them uh yeah. so if you compare to star like if i had to pick between starlight and new ghost rare, i'd pick starlight if i had to pick starlight and old ghost rare, like uh stardust dragon looking ghost rare, i would mm -hmm. pick ghost so it's kind of in the I, middle for me right now yeah yeah old ghost rares are, are nice like if i if i could have any and correct me if i'm wrong I, i'm like sure i'm right but maybe i'm wrong if i could have any old ghost rare uh ancient fairy dragon ghost rare that's a ghost rare right yes, yes. Yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah, yeah. yeah i i would be that was delighted. in the era when they looked great yeah 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 it's, a, it's like an old ghost rare and the art is pretty to begin with man that would be Fantastic! I would love. Our that. lights looks like too funny to me. I was in a, a a master duel stream and somebody asked like, "What what's a starlight rare?" And my response was, "Do you know when you were younger and you you got like a Yu Gi Oh sticker that was way too shiny? That's what a starlight rare is." Yeah, it, I don't. I don't, I, I, I don't really like star. I'm gonna be honest. For me, uh, when I think of like high high rarity cards, uh, ultimate rares are my top. Yeah. Second is ghost rares, and then third is I. I don't like starlights that much, honestly. I yeah. I I don't know. I like also just saying that so I can pull. Just, one. Yeah, there's I, just I don't want a starlight, and then the next. Box and then out. yeah, so then hopefully you get one. That's fair. I uh, 
I just, I just ultimate rares. There's something about ultimate rares. The embossing on them is really yeah. nice. Well, there's yeah. some ultis that are awesome. I think for the most part, ultis are. I would say probably the top rarity in terms of like if you polled people and asked their favorite rarity, they'd probably yeah. say ultimate rare. Mm-hmm. And I, I also still. It's like it's not because I don't like ultimate rares. I just like those other two rarities more. But uh, mm-hmm. I really, there isn't like a high. The only high rarity that I don't love really is collector rare, and that's just because they're so inconsistent with it. I think some collector rares, it feels like some sets they go really hard and make them look great. Like yeah, yeah, ancient yeah. guardians collector rares look great, and it's like a yeah. terrible set, but they look really good. But then if you like look at like Toon Chaos, the first one, and they're like kind of boring. Yeah. And I feel like the last one, I I think like the most recent collector rare set, it felt like they went backwards, like more toward the subtle look, which. It's fine, but I don't really. I'm not like, yeah, collector rare. You know, I really hope that this gets a collector rare. It's like I'd rather have something else. Oh, I I 100% agree with you. Some some collectors rare. Like I I have a collector rare, um, like insector dragonfly, and it's fine, but it's not. Yeah. It doesn't really pop. It's like yeah. whatever. Like I think I opened it and I didn't even fucking realize. And then Mel was like, "No, that's a collector's," and I was like, "Really? Oh yeah, you're right." Like I didn't even notice. Yeah, those are really frustrating for multiple reasons. One, because like it's hard to see them. And then whenever I stream them, people, I'm always looking for a specific collector rare. And then I pull a million of the regular rare, and everyone thinks that's the collector rare that I'm looking for. And they're like, you just pulled one. What are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, because they look exactly <laughs> the same. Can we like change them up somehow, you know, and not have a yeah. million copies of regular rares in the same set? Mm-hmm. Have, you had, yep. have you had actually, have you had that happen? Like, where you pull something that's amazing, but you just don't realize it. I've never had like a high rarity card. So I remember one of my earliest videos, uh, I opened and pulled a super rare out of, of spell ruler reprint. And then I didn't even realize I pulled it. I was like, for some reason it, it, I was in a really bad mood in that video. I don't remember mm-hmm. why, but like, I was like, Oh man, this is terrible. Probably cause I went to Walmart, spent like a hundred dollars <laughs> on nine blister packs and got nothing. So, right. And, and then somebody's like, you know, you pulled a hollow in that, right? And I'm like, oh. And then recently, the same thing happened. It hadn't happened in forever. Mm-hmm. I was opening whatever set has Karakuri Cash Shed. I don't, it's some random like five D mm-hmm. set or something. Yeah. I pulled one as a super, and it was in the it was in the video where I, I do if I pull a foil, I open another pack like a legacy mm-hmm. pack. Mm-hmm. And so I was like. It was the last pack, and I was like, "Oh, we didn't pull one." That's the end of the video, and I did pull a super rare, so I was supposed to keep going. People were like, "You pulled a foil in the last pack." I was like, "What do you mean?" Oh, that is a foil, isn't it? <laughs> You're like, I'm in the top comment. I'm sorry, I missed it. It, it, it doesn't like, look like one. Honestly, like most people didn't notice because, like, I rewatched the video. I'm like, you can't even tell it's a foil. It was like, I think these oh. people just knew it was a super rare off the top right. of their head. They're like. Hey, by the way, that was a super. And I was like, I watched it back. I'm like, I can't even tell that's a super. So I had to look it up on TCG player. I'm like, yep, yeah. that's a super. Oh my goodness, that's that's rough. Um, but we are coming, we are coming close to uh, time. So Roxanne, we wanted to give you the floor. Um, any plugs, any promos, anything that you want to promote? This play, the space is yours. Well, thank you guys for having me. It's been a good time. I always like just chatting about random stuff about Yu-Gi-Oh! It's always fun. So <laughs> yeah. you, got, you guys can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. It's all at Ruxin34. So if you want to check it out, thank you guys again. I've had a great time so far. Right, thank you for coming. Uh, well, thank you all for listening. Oh, go ahead, George. Before we finish up, I'm sorry. I just kind of want to like dwell a little bit more. When we were in France, me and Mel had a, uh, <laughs> a battle off, right? A, uh, I bought a uh, a, a box. A of, you had the Megaton. I had. Mm-hmm. No, wait. Yes, it was a Megaton. Yeah. I, I lost against your Megaton, and then I bought a booster box of uh of the uh, battle um, battle of legends, and you had five packs. Five packs. Yeah. He beat me with those five packs versus an entire booster box, just to kind of like give you an idea of how badly my how bad my luck is. Well, that sounds like my <laughs> my pack battle luck is very similar. Like I, I I've battled Rhyme Style probably fifteen times and I've never beaten mm-hmm. him. So uh, <laughs> he, the first like seven or eight battles I did with people, they pulled. Not only did they beat me, like they pulled like the absolute best card. Like our, one of my first ones with Rhyme Style, he pulled the ten k dragon out of like a booster box. Oh my god! Uh, I had one guy pull two ghost rares in the same video against me. <laughs> then that same guy pulled another ghost rare the next time so like there was at one point i think i had done like seven battles and I, they had pulled 
eight cards that were either ghost rare or starlight rare in oh seven videos <laughs> and they were opening like 20 packs of like yeah. every time it was like the most unreal like reverse terrible luck for me but great luck for them so rhyme mm-hmm. style always says whenever you guys want to pull something you just challenge rux into a uh a box battle <laughs> and you'll pull whatever you want so maybe that's how we uh we break your bad luck you just challenge me that's yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm laying down the challenge i need to get rid of this bad luck that's, a, that's how we fix it I remember in that in that bat pack battle, we went pack for pack with the Megatons, and you pulled Dragoon, and we're really happy. And you're like, "Oh my god, I finally beat him!" And I pulled Droplet the next pack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you can Droplet Dragoon. That is, we have we also have that recorded. Like my our significant, oh, yeah. our significant others recorded it, and you just see the the happiness flee George's face immediately. <laughs> yeah, raised you got a good card. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 crazy. It was it was a sad time and then when he pulled the access code from oh yeah i was like yeah that's it I, that's over and then i just lost i lost yeah. so i i guess uh next time i pack battle anybody's gonna be rocks and hopefully one of one of the, the curse of one of us is gonna be lifted either mine or yours no what's gonna happen is ruxin's gonna pull the god pack you just asked him about <laughs> yeah you could you could get double cursed honestly there, he's gonna pull cards that aren't even in the set like six ghost rares that aren't even in the set another starlight and you're gonna be like pulling all commons cool. um <laughs> well we appreciate having roxon on and we appreciate you all listening to us uh we're gonna wrap it up here uh this is heart of the podcast with mstc i'm mel george here and joseph i'm nick we'll see you next time bye bye